Hey guys, welcome to Basically Gen Z. This is Katie. And this is Ellie. And today we're talking about personality types, specifically our MBTI. Yes, um, today's podcast will be a little bit of Ellie and I doing a, um, a little bit of personality research with each other and guessing each other's personality types and sort of going through the traits that we see each other um, based on the uh, Meyer Briggs MBI. What's I? Meyer Briggs T. What's T? Oh, type indicator. Meyer Briggs type indicator. So we'll be talking about our MBTIs. <laughs> yes, that is what um, you're going to get with this episode. <laughs> okay. All right. My guess, let's, uh, I'm going to jump in with my guess for Ellie. I think Ellie is either an ISTJ or ENFP. And I know that they are very, very different things. But the Ellie I have in my head um, is ISTJ because the Ellie that I grew up with was just like the introvert, observant, sort of good girl type. And then... Um, ENFP, I think, is what my perception of Ellie's more college wild side would be. Like, IST, I, ISTJ is a logistician, so um, they're um, introverted, observant, thinking, and more um, judging. So, like, a very, like, I guess, good girl academic type versus campaigner, ENFP, which is, like, a more extroverted, more open-minded, open-ended um, type. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And also, I wanted to kind of clear up something. So I know when people are talking about their MBTIs, when they hear the word judging versus perceiving, I feel like the word judging, it kind of gives a, a not really necessarily a bad idea or connotation, but uh, people usually think that, oh, people who are Js, they are judgmental of other people. But that's not true because what the J and the P stand for in the MBTI is more of the implementation. So let's say you're you're working and then people who are more on the judging side, they like to plan, they like to schedule things, they like to make lists and calendars, they like to organize, and they just like to plan a lot. So let's say like short-term and long-term planning, and they like to finish things. So I feel like, um, so closure is a very important thing for them. But on mm-hmm. the other hand, perceiving, so people who are on the perceiving side, they are very spontaneous, flexible. They, I think there was a question, uh, so we were doing the test on the 16 personalities the website, and then there's a question that said, uh, you are energized by Oh, you work with spontaneous bursts of energy rather than consistent, like a consistent schedule. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's more on the, that's more on the P side because you like to keep your options open and very adaptable and casual and flexible. Mm. Okay, so I'll get into my guess for Katie's MBTI. <laughs> so before the recording, I put down two guesses for Katie. I put ISFJ and ENTP. So again, they're very different. They're opposite. No, IS, ISTP. So ISFJ and ISTP. Was it? Hang on. You gave me, yeah, yeah IST, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Okay, so the, the ones that are crossed out, those are what I used to, I wanted to give you. Mm, okay. Yes. So ISFJ and ESTP. So why I put ISFJ is, let me take a look at what it means again. <laughs> I forgot what it meant. Uh, oh, IS, what did I put? ISFJ is the defender one. Uh, huh. Wait, what was I? ISFJ. Wait, I think I, 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 I was going to put something else. Oh. Um, what mm. about ENTP is what? Wait, no, e- ESTP is is uh, your other first guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> entrepreneur. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so at first I was, <laughs> at first I put IS. I mean, oh gosh, I put ESTP as a guess for Katie because I think she is my perception of her. And ever since fourth grade was, she's a type who likes to live on the edge. So she likes to. <laughs> Back in fourth grade, it spilled some tea. She like she tried many different food combinations, like many during lunchtime. Pretty strange combinations. I wouldn't say what they were, but just they're pretty strange. <laughs> they're just mixing a lot of different things, and so which is why 
she can be she's an ambivert she can be both energetic and in, i mean extroverted and introverted but then uh, on like the more extroverted side she is very so you're very like spontaneous flexible and you get energy from talking to other people and also you like to live on the edge and s what is s uh s oh sensing yes you like your you like to base things off of fact mm -hmm. but I, I don't know why i put n for your from other guests oh yes so that that was one of the guesses i put estp for her and then i put isfj for the other one probably because isfj is hmm, not sure why i put that okay let's only go with estp then ESTP? Yes, okay. But then I changed it because, uh, Kate, so before we were recording, Katie talked about how something about her having to change jobs, but she prefers staying at her current job. And how about you explain it, Katie? Oh, I guess, I guess, uh, this is a part where it's like a more nuanced part of, of the way I do things is I know I need to move on from my current job because, um, it's, it's not a very, it's not the best work environment. And, um, like my skill set is better. I believe my skill set would be better off, um, at another job however um because of the pandemic because of the shortage of jobs that were available during that time um i've worked for to me for way too long at this current job that i have however because i stuck it through all those months i have kind of like formed a bond with my job and got settled into the schedule of things and it's like i've made the decision that i want to leave sometime but not like today you know what i mean like not today because um I've made the decision, but the execution part, um, because I have, I guess, grown attached to the job that I don't really like. Taking myself out of the job is is where the um, is where my not problem, but that's where the gap between what I want to do and what I'm doing is. So therefore, like I told Ellie that because Ellie was like encouraging me to just like leave and just you know do my own thing, but I was telling her how I think I have grown to become like more of a creature of habit, where once I have the habit of something, like it it. Although I make the decision to leave, it takes a little bit of like, it takes a little bit more of a push to make myself actually leave, leave. Like, even though I've mentally, like, I'm, I'm like mentally out the door. I've, I've been like mentally out the door for like a couple of weeks now, but to get me physically out of the door, like I, I need to push myself a little bit more or like a little bit more time has to pass before I set my foot down and, you know, turn in my res resignation. But we're mm -hmm. getting there is the moral of the story. Okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> Oh, okay, wait, okay. After reading this, um, the description on 16 personalities, it makes me question my choice again. So I, I, after Katie talked about how she wants to settle down, I thought of putting her as an ISTP because there people would say they're masters at their craft. So let me, let me see what that is. So on 16 personalities, they say it's the virtuoso, but then the quote by Harrison Ford on there says, I wanted to live the life, a different life. I didn't want to go to the same place every day and see the same people and do the same job, but that's the exact opposite of what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Like, no, no. Okay. One day, one day I want to be able to go to the same place every day and same, do the same, see the same people every day and do the same job every day, because that's how like doing the same thing every day is sort of how mm -hmm. you get good at what you're doing. And so as long as you enjoy what you're doing, then I would not mind doing the same thing every day. And as long as I enjoy the people I'm, um, like working with i wouldn't mind seeing those same people every day and like um creating like a stronger bond like a like a like a, hey hello like whatever like bond with them every day mm -hmm. okay. but like yeah like mm, i don't know how to describe it like uh, maybe one day i'll get tired like one day i'll quote get so good at like whatever that i'll want to move on to other things but apply the skills i've, I've learned in, in like my current job or whatever to those things and then just like keep getting better and better at some field but I like steadiness, at least like short term, not short term, at least like a moderately long term type steadiness. So with all the information you have about me now, um, what is your final answer? Final answer, I would say ENTP. ENTP. The debater. The debater. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, <laughs> because I also had this thought, thought about you before. Let's say ENTP 
they i'm not sure why they would usually be called a debater but then i feel like you like to especially so back when we were super into theories for music videos or not not me but you oh, yeah, you're me. you like to think of you like to it's like really big ideas and you're always like trying to speculate if something is related to this and just like going really into that theory side and i, I don't know i just get that vibe that you're that you like to debate mm. not necessarily not necessarily being speech and debate but you like to talk about things and back it up with a lot of evidence <laughs> and um, just thinking and creating ideas and just talking about ideas mm. yeah i'm reading the introduction now no one loves the process of mental speaking your mind sparing. yeah i like speaking i like speaking my mind with people i like and trust maybe i wouldn't mm, speak okay. my mind with people i don't like because i also don't like sharing my ideas with people that i don't like or trust because i'm like you don't deserve to know <laughs> okay i know <laughs> like i'll be like i don't know like people that i'm like eh, about i'm like ha 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 you're funny okay all right have a great have a great rest of your day see you around uh, but like yeah i'm reading the um description no one loves the process of mental sparing sparring more than the debater personality type and honestly reading this makes me think that i am more um what is this intp than what um mm. the the people gave the not the people the the persisting personalities algorithm assigned me as mm, okay but yeah hmm Hmm. Well, speaking of, okay, so we were taking the 16 personalities test mm -hmm. and then there were a lot of questions that we were kind of like, hmm, <laughs> it depends on the situation. Yeah. So Katie, let's start off with the first one. So um, the first one that both made both me and Ellie go like, um, this depends is the statement, you are more inclined to follow your head than your heart. Yeah, it really depends. Like, what are we talking about for following your head than your heart? Like, are we talking about jobs, school, people? Like, what are we talking about when we when you say, oh, you're more inclined to follow your head than your heart part? Like, that's the part that bugged yeah, that, me. that's true. Because I follow my head more when I am... Well, let me think. Let me think. I follow my head. Like, also, what constitutes a fo is following your head? And mm -hmm. what constitutes is following your... Like, sometimes I look at something and I don't have a gut feeling. Like, usually they're like, oh, your gut feeling should tell you to yes or no. But it just doesn't come up yeah. with anything. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, forced to make a decision based on my head. Yes. Like, sometimes I don't have a gut feeling. And even answering this question the process of it of just this question are you using your head or are you using your heart i know right because if you're thinking through everything and te technically you should be you would be using your head but you're also like feeling it out like trying to look through your into your heart so like you would be using your heart yeah so i put neutral for that one mm, i put slightly I, I put like slightly agree because oh yeah i think i put slightly agree for that one. <laughs> yeah I, I don't really remember because i took it too many times but i think i put agree for that one mm, yeah honestly i can't remember if i put slightly yeah no i know i mm, wait no i either put slightly agree or slightly disagree i can't remember but i tried i tried very hard to not put any neutrals on mm -hmm. this time around but yeah i think it's either slightly like more or slightly less i don't know how about the yeah. statement you regularly make new friends okay this it depends on the surroundings let's say if i was in high school then i would say i regularly make new friends because in that environment you're in cl a class with the same people every single day so eventually it's very easy to make an acquaintance and somehow from being an acquaintance you can possibly become new friends but in let's say college especially now i i, I it's very hard for me to make an internet friend mm. i mean okay never maybe maybe not hmm. oh this is hard this is hard to explain but i i can make new acquaintances but not necessarily really really good friends it takes me a long time to make a really, really good friend. Mm, wait, yeah, wait, I, wait, like, I, I think I'm the same way. Like, you described exactly what, like, I was thinking, but not, like, but I, I didn't think how to say it. Yeah, yeah. I think it also depends on, like, like, the surroundings and also the time. Sometimes mm 
it's not sometimes i'm too busy doing my own things to make to like put in the extra time and effort to make an acquaintance from an acquaintance to a friend and sometimes they are too busy and doing their own thing to to i guess respond to my or like i guess to for that like friendship bond to happen so i think it depends on both the time and the place and also um if those things match up so i think there's there's a lot of like chance chance that um comes comes with um like making new friends making new friends like there's there's a lot of like stuff that's left up to like probability if that makes sense mm-hmm. like yeah would you be the type to reach out to someone to make new friends let's say you're in a, a, a social surrounding i think that was one of the questions but you're in um a party or something i'm not mean you're in some place that has a lot of people and it's a gathering and you can meet new people how would you approach other people? Wait, I've, <laughs> that's a very weird that's a weirdly phrased question, but I hope you understand what I mean. Wait, I don't know. Like most of okay, I don't know cuz most of my friendships just formed like naturally from knowing people over a long period of yeah. time. I don't know how to actively be like, "Hi, it's nice to meet you. Can you be my friend?" Like I don't <laughs> I don't know how to go. I don't know. I don't like I don't know. I I I'm, I haven't thought this hard about like the the question of friends and friendship. Yeah, that's so true. Wait. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like I feel like it's different when you're making a friend as a younger person versus a, a much older person because you're in different environments. Let's say I feel like it'd be easier to make friends when you're younger because you're for example in school, it's a very easy place to make friends. Yeah. And also people like need friends. Like when I guess when kids are out of the house and like at school, like they are looking for not looking for, but like they need like friendships versus adulthood. Mm-hmm. Like I might need friendships or like a friend in a certain city, not a certain city, but like, you know, like I might want like a friend to talk to in, you know, a new city, but they might not need me. Like they might already have their friends, so maybe it's it's just hard to find another person that also needs a friend. Oh, okay. Wow. Like, yeah, I'm just thinking because it's not just me. Like, friendship, it's not, it's not like, oh, I don't know. In my head, I'm like, I have to, like, I, it, okay, in my head, my friend needs, I guess, needs to um, need a friend as much as I need a friend. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes like, sense. Like, I can't be, like, in my head, I can't be the one, I guess, inserting myself into their social circle because that'd be like a little, like, mm, I don't know. But it would okay, be nice yeah, if everybody started on the same page, like, needing friends. Not needing friends, but like becoming friends, and then instead of and wanting to be friends. yeah 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 like it, yeah that's like the I, that's my like ideal, but like of course, things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so there's also another question that really bugged us, and it was you spend a lot of your free time exploring various random topics that pique your interest. For me, I put definitely, most definitely agree, because I like as I get I wouldn't say I get distracted a lot, but when I am reading through something and I'm super interested in it, I will Google it and search it up and I would open multiple tabs. Like I'm the one who opens, like open a new tab several times for different links. And I would just like go through them all at once. And I would sometimes spend two hours or so researching. I don't know. What's something that interesting? Hmm. Oh, for me, the, the one thing that popped in my head when I read this question was me like having like 10 YouTube videos open about BTS theory. <laughs> Back when I was super into it, like it was a bunch of, oh, and also the WordPress pages too. There was that one WordPress website where somebody compiled like all the analysis from um, various music wow. videos and then like various like screenshots and timestamps, like telling you like exactly what they're analyzing and stuff like that. Like, like, and then I would have the YouTube um, uh, videos open too. But yeah, um, that's what comes into my mind. But um, I think, remember when we were looking up NFT and yes. what else? And AI, AI and virtual world things. I think you were super like, I write a lot of stuff down <laughs> oh okay also one time so it says various random topics the topics I search up are pretty mm-hmm. random so this is just from my internet browsing I searched up air pur- different types of air purifiers and then the next one is <laughs> castor oil 
Oh, I have... Oh, for like hair? I have... Oh my god, I have over 20 tabs for air purifiers. And I oh have... What is this? Were you looking for air purifiers to buy or like how air purifiers work? I think I was looking for air, air purifiers to buy. Not for this current house, but if in the future I do plan to buy air purifiers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And another one was for design. So I, I somehow, I don't know how, I just came upon this creative design agency and then I... Google them and I looked through a lot of their portfolios for a long time and it was super random at me. How about you? Why well, you talk about it? Yeah, I think I think I also put um, agree. You spend a lot of time your free time. And then I would also add that sometimes it's not even like my free time. Sometimes it's time that I'm supposed to be doing other yeah, stuff, same. but I'll think about it. And then unless I know, unless I have an answer, I can't stop thinking about it. So um, yeah, I also put like extremely agree. And this was one of the questions where this was one of the questions where I was very like, I read the question and I knew what I wanted to answer. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The next question that um, Ellie was, I guess, thinking out loud when she read this um, question out loud was your emotions control you more than you control them. And my reply to her was, uh, well, that depends on what time of the month it is. <laughs> <laughs> like what time of the month are we talking about? And that got me thinking, and I think I might search this up after we um, finish this episode is like, what's the impact of like hormones? at least for women what's the impact of like hormones on like your personality and also like gut bacteria because all of those kind of i think i've read makeup or like affect your behavior maybe not personality type but um definitely like behavior and also uh vitamin deficiency as well oh yeah oh my gosh yeah. oh my gosh um that reminds me the i have a coworker who's like 70 years old um whenever i have you know a little bit of rough times with customers she always tells she always asks me if i take vitamin b12 and she says that if i take vitamin b12 it would really help with my mood <laughs> okay and i'm like thanks um i'll look into that but yeah that reminded me of that <laughs> yeah so i would say for that question i would like to think that i control my emotions more than they control me but sometimes that's not the case so i mean the ideal situation if is that i can control my emotions more than control more than they control me same like i yeah i i or i don't know if people like to think that they control their emotions more than their emotions control them i think for most people they want to be able to control like emotional self-control is i think considered a good mm -hmm. thing and i wish i will yeah i wish i could control my emotions more mm -hmm. or like somehow figure out how to yeah and that is all i have to say about that subject. okay so let's move on to the next one the next question is do you prefer to completely finish one project before starting another uh for this one i put disagree because uh, let's see. I, I can, or I like to multitask and maybe it's not, people say it depends on the person. Like some people cannot multitask at all, but I can, uh, have multiple projects on my hand and I don't know. I just, it just feels normal to me. I don't have to specifically finish one project before starting another because I'm the person who, um, I open multiple tabs. I do many different random projects and I, I would also, this is diverging away from the project topic, but then let's say interest. So I'm super interested in one thing. But the next thing, like, let's say I want to learn a new language. I want to learn Korean. And then the next thing is I'm over here reviewing my Spanish notes from high school. And then the next thing I'm going back to Korean. And the next thing I'm trying to improve my Mandarin Chinese. So it's all, all over the place, but I'm fine with that. How about you, Kate? Mm -hmm. um, I like, I prefer to completely finish one thing before like starting another, mm -hmm. just because uh, actually, okay. I, com I, I prefer to completely finish one project as in like assignment wise before I start another one, just because I like to think that I'm completely done with something and then I don't have to like think about it anymore. Yeah, I think I prefer to completely finish something that I don't like before starting another thing I don't like, but I completely agree with Ellie about like um, being able to multitask for the things I like. Like um, I also 
I guess um, I would be fine with like, you know, multi-juggling, like two different things I enjoy. Mm -hmm. But if it's two different things I don't enjoy, I like to just like finish one thing, be done with it, and then move on to the next thing that I don't really enjoy, but I got to do. I just like, okay. I don't like thinking about like two different or like three different things I don't like to do at the same time. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I also agree with you on that point because when you finish, especially with school assignments or anything that is considered work work i would like to finish it mm-hmm. just completely finish it so you can take it off the checklist and you can cross it out and it's very mm-hmm. satisfying when you do that and you can just worry about something else and take the finished yeah. project off your mind the next question that we i wanted to talk we wanted to talk about is you rarely worry about whether you make a good impression on the people you meet um this is the question that made me like i guess reflect on how i've changed as a person um because i used to not care about whether i made good impressions or not but now i do um i used to, in high school i used to not care because i had this thing where i was like um oh, if they like me they like me if they don't like me then like i don't care because i probably won't like them <laughs> and i also <clears throat> and i also dressed kind of carelessly like i dressed super casual like jeans and a t-shirt type um almost every day in high school and now i think i care a lot more about my like I think I care a lot more of giving people the impression that I care about if I give a good impression or not. Mm, okay, okay. Because because now that I'm older, um, I kind of learned that um, having that or like giving the appearance of trying is like letting other people know that you like, I guess, respect them or like respect their opinion. Mm-hmm. Because um, if I always dress like I didn't care or if my attitude was always like, oh, I don't really care. Um, I guess in some way that's disrespectful to the people that you see every day because you're basically saying like f your opinion i don't care um to them every time that you're not i guess like trying or at least giving the appearance of trying for a good impression and that's like how i've kind of grown to value my if i give a good impression or not like to value a good impression Mm -hmm. yes yeah well for okay that makes sense though that makes sense too but then for me i i put this uh what is this you rarely worry yeah so i put agree because i rarely worry about whether i make a good impression or not is because the way i act i just try to present myself in a way that's no, that's that makes a good impression, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out of my way to make to purposely make sure that I make a good impression because I really think that I make a good impression. But if I don't, then I'll know, I'll know it, like just by perception. But then most of the time, mm-hmm. I think that I do make a somewhat good impression. Mm. Yeah, does that? I think that makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I think that makes sense. Uh, but do you ever worry like after you meet somebody if you have made a good impression or not or is like you're worrying i guess like is my question is is your stage of worrying in the beginning before you meet this person or is your stage of worrying after like after you meet the person do you worry usually it's after meeting someone i would worry but i don't really focus too much on that but let's say um i'll worry if i get a feeling that i didn't make a good impression but that's like rarely the case but let's say for I don't know, an interview or something, then I might think back on the interview and think back on what I said, their expressions, how how the whole vibe of the meeting was, and I'll kind of gauge on that. I think that goes for a lot of people, though. Hmm. Oh, yeah, especially for, oh, yeah, now that you talk about it, for jobs, I definitely worry after. Like, I definitely overthink after. Mm-hmm. So when you ask that question, do you worry before? I think I would worry before and after. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> I worry, like, before I worry if anything will go wrong during, and then after I worry if anything went wrong, but oh, I just wow. didn't realize it. Like, okay. I worry, it's, like, twice the worry for me. I worry oh, before, like, make, trying to, thinking about all the things that might have gone wrong, might go wrong, and then afterwards I worry about all the things that maybe went wrong, but I just didn't notice because I just don't know sometimes. Mm-hmm. How about at home? Do you prefer to do your chores before allowing yourself to relax or, like, do you allow yourself to relax after? So we were, Katie and I were talking about this and it we both said it depends on the chore and depends, it always depends on the situation. But I would say 
idealistically, I would like to do my chores before allowing to my, because it says prefer. So I, yes, I prefer to do my chores before allowing myself to relax, but I don't always do that. <laughs> and I feel like it's even harder to do that when you're living alone. And it takes yeah. a lot of self-control to do the chores and not get carried away with whatever you're trying to do as a pastime. Wait, yeah. Uh, yeah. If we're talking preferences strictly, like ideal preferences, then like, I, yeah, I prefer, I prefer to have everything like orderly and neat and then like all the dishes washed. But I know realistically from, you know, personal experience that I like to relax a little bit more and then go do it. Like I like to relax and then go do it and like, like maybe procrastinate. Yeah. Or even with laundry, like I do it when the next morning I know if I don't do it, then I have no clothes. Oh, okay. Okay. I feel like for dishes and laundry, those are things that I will try to do immediately. Well, for washing dishes, I like to do them as I use them or as I finish using them. So I don't have to wait and, and let it sit in the sink. I don't like that feeling. Mm. And then for laundry, I like to do it when I have time and when I know, and I wouldn't do it when, okay. I wouldn't wait till I don't have any clothes left to wear to do the laundry. <laughs> yeah. <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then the next question is you avoid making phone calls. Um, this question is so vague. When I read it, I was like, um, I feel like the question is asking if, if you're the type of person who is always ready to strike a conversation and just be, just be super spontaneous when making phone calls, I guess. Um, okay. Depends on like who I'm calling. Like if I'm calling, say Ellie about like the podcast. Okay. I feel like for job required things or like for work type things, it's better for text. Cause you have like a written record. Yes. Like when me and Ellie, we talk about the podcast or plans like that. I think we like um, doing, we like texting more about it. So just so we know what's going on. But I think if we're talking about like non-work stuff, like with Ellie, sometimes if I have like personal life tea to spill, <laughs> then I, I like to wait until we make our like weekly phone call type to like spill the tea because it's it's too much to type. And mm -hmm. it's way okay, easier okay. to like, like say, and then she asks for clarification and I say the clarification versus if I'm typing it all out and I send it and then she doesn't get one part and I have to like explain more in text. And it's like, um, just depending on the content, I guess. Mm, okay, okay. It's similar to you, I, uh, for jobs, like job-related things and work-related things, I like to send emails and always keep a written record. And, but then also with texting, I prefer texting over calling unless it's with relatives who I haven't talked to in a long time. But then even with, I like to text my friends rather than calling because I'm the type of person who thinks a lot before saying something. So when I'm texting, I can, I can kind of see what I want to, t want to type out and want to say rather than always having to always be on the spot to talk and to say stuff. So even for this podcast, I have a lot of notes on what I want to say because I it's, it's very hard for me to just say something on the spot. Mm. What is it called? Oh, when I was trying to enroll into my classes for college, there was something wrong with the department enrollment. And so there there's a so they have different contact information. There's the quickest way probably would be to call, but I if it's something I can find on the internet or just find by reading a little bit more online, I would rather spend more time reading something than having to call someone oh oh i think that's where we're different if if it's something that i can call about and have like an, like not an expert but like somebody that knows what they're doing more than i know what i'm doing on the mm -hmm. other side of the phone and can help me and can make it go faster instead of me like just like searching or like trying to read the faqs online then i i will definitely like call and i mm -hmm. like having like a person that knows more about like what i'm calling about than me so i can just throw yeah, questions at true. them and then they answer it and it's much faster it's like having like a personal google that's like specialized mm -hmm. in like whatever in like um whatever you're looking for instead of like me trying to guess like which part is like right and which part is not and like try to piece the pieces together i just like 
be able to ask and then like get the answers and then be like, okay, um, since you say that we have to do this, um, here is this, and I'll just solve or not not solve, but like get the get the job done or like get whatever I need done done. Yeah. So yeah, I, mm, yeah. If I have a really burning question, then I would call, and like if it's if it's super like if it's way faster to call, then I'll definitely call. But then one time it's the I was trying to enroll in something, so I tried calling the number, but they they had the automated response, oh and God. by the time so I was waiting on the line before I actually got a person to start talking on the line, I found my answer already. So oh my gosh, oh. yeah, it's just easier to find it on the by reading, mm. by searching information. I will say I used to have a lot more, I guess, call anxiety yes, um, before yeah. before I started working at the retail job that I have right now. Um, now I can just I'm able to call just call customers, even like cold call. I just do a little nice little intro, and then yeah. um, I just or even like leaving a message. I used to have such like leave a message anxiety um, because I wouldn't know what to say, and I know that they're recording all my pauses, and I'll just be like um hi or like whatever. And now I don't have the call anxiety anymore because I I do it like every day. So um, I will say that um this like you avoid making phone calls like personality indicator it's something that like is changeable i guess um if somebody wanted to change this part about themselves it is changeable you just have to practice so now we are going to share our personal the personality type that we did get from the mbip mbpi test. mbpi from the mbpi test that um, we did um get do you want to go first ellie okay so this is the most recent one i did and i got estp EFTP. ESTP, and then the identity part is A. So I'm 56% extroverted, seven, oh wait, what is it called? Hmm. So extroverted, sensing, thinking, perceiving, and assertive. So that's according to 16personalities.com. But whenever I take these personality tests, I keep on changing. So I, I once got, uh, what is it called? I got ESTP-T before, and then ISTP, ENTP, and also ISFJ. Oh, and also, the, so I took this twice. The first time I took it today, I got ESTJA. ESTJA. So that's executive. That's the first one that you didn't um, think you were. Yeah, I don't think I was this. And your second one was? ESTPA. ESTPA. Entrepreneur? Yep. Is the second one yes. that you got. Mm -hmm. And you think entrepreneur is more close to you? Sure, I guess so. Well, actually, I mean, they're... They're, because they're all ES. Okay, I just thought I just saw this, and it was, I got EST. Like the first three were consistent, but then J. I think I'm more of a perceiver. Ideally, I would like to. So I like creating lists and schedules, but I don't necessarily follow them <laughs> as a court as idealistically and as much as mm -hmm. I want to because I'm always um, inspired by spontaneous bursts of energy. <laughs> oh, huh. Yes. Okay. Wait. I see the judging in you. I see the. I see um... both sides in me. <laughs> Uh, I see the schedule, the organized. Like I remember in high school, like um, I remember seeing your planner, and I think I was super not super impressed, but I was just super not no yeah I was super kind of inspired by like how neat you were. I had a planner in high school. Right, we all had planners in high school. Oh, Either your planner or your yeah the planner. Yeah, I remember seeing yours and being like super inspired by like how neat you were, and even with your like um homework, like when I saw your notes, I was also like super inspired. For me, like when I do notes or when I do planning, um, I just write everything down from my head to the paper and I don't like organize it at all. I don't either. Oh. Maybe it just up here. Oh, okay. Maybe I organize it a bit more than you, but I'm not the extremist. Like I don't I don't focus mm -hmm. on on making my notes look neat. Mm, okay. I guess I'll say what I am um today, like when I took the test today, I got um ENTJ and oh. um type A. 
Wait, no, 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 not, not this one, not this one. No, no, oh. no, that's not the one I got. I got, sorry, that was another one that um, I only searched up that one because Ellie said that she, she thought I was, but I got ENTJ type A. Wait, no, that, that is the one I just said. Sorry. Wait, what? I was on a different page. I got ENTJ type A, which is the commander personality. Okay. Then, okay. Do you think yeah, this fits it, you? ENTJ? Um, this person seems like a leader, and I'm not really, I don't see myself as a leadership type. I see myself as like the partnership type. Mm. Like I don't see myself as me leading a group of people, but I kind of see myself as not really following, not like just being a follower, but I see myself as like working together and being able to like lead some parts and like follow some parts. But like this part, um, there's a quote in here um, that said, uh, friendships of circumstance built on things like shared routines are not the commander's preferred method. Rather, they pursue their friends, seek out individuals who share their passion for deep, meaningful discussions, who enjoy learning and development as much as they do. Um, it is not easy. It is not always easy to be commander's friends. They demand a lot from these relationships, but they pay a great deal of attention to their friendships, and it is unlikely that it will ever feel stagnant. Um, I like shared routines, but maybe I won't build friendships on shared routines, but I think a friendship that develops from um, shared routine like the natural friendship that develops from that I kind I value that a lot as well mm -hmm. but I will say I do like friends that have um, passion for deep meaningful discussions like talking about things like things of substance and not like oh what did you do today that kind mm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. and I, I I feel flattered by um, the last sentence where it was like it is unlikely that um, like a friendship with a commander person will ever feel stagnant and i was like hey that's nice because sometimes i feel sometimes i feel like that people are bored by me what no they'll i'm never bored by you <laughs> <laughs> really yeah okay that's nice to know um and but, your stories yeah. they're they're all interesting uh, <laughs> but yeah i don't um so before i was command before i was commander because I, I took um the this personality test um two other times before um, before I was commander in when I after my first semester of college I took it again I took it um, and I got architect which is, is INTJ okay um, so I used so right now it says I am ENTJ so extroverted um, intuitive wait hold on where is it extroverted intuitive thinking and judging and then I used to be like um, back when like after my first semester of college I used to be INTJ which is introverted intuitive thinking and judging and I guess they are both um, part of the analyst family mm -hmm. um, like architect is introverted ver versus commander is extroverted and they share the same last three the same last three um, letters except the beginning the only difference is that I guess when I was in college I was more introverted and now I'm more extroverted but they're mm -hmm. I'm still in like the analyst family mm -hmm. yeah um, and then in high school, in high school, when I first um, discovered this test, I took it as well. And then I got campaigner. Campaigner. Which, that yeah, ENFP. Is... E and then I can't remember whether I got A or T for ENFP. Um, extroverted, intuitive, feeling, and prospecting. Maybe I was a lot more like um, less judgy, less judging and more prospecting um, when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, so when I first, I took the first time today, I got, uh, what is it, executive, which is ESTJ. So I didn't really think I was an ESTJ because the I was reading through the workplace habits for this, and this says ESTJs, their expectations are clearly expressed, leaving little room or tolerance for deviation from the agenda. I can be very spontaneous. I am very open-minded. I like, I am very adaptable to change. So mm -hmm. I disagree with this sentence, which is why I thought maybe, I mean, 
Of course, different personality types, they always like have varying levels, but which is why I don't think that this type was my type at the first time, the first time I took it. I see the spontaneous side in you, but I also see like what they see, like the the, the Myers-Briggs personality people see in you in terms of the, um like the judging part, not the judging part, but like the sticking to a plan part. Mm -hmm. Like I see both, I, I see the spontaneous type in you because you said yes, or you were like, you were like on board, like com not completely, but you were like on board when I explained like my concept and idea for us to like, you know, start a podcast. little podcast <laughs> yeah. thing of our own. Like uh, I, yeah. I saw, yeah, I see the spontaneous in you, but I also see the, like um, your organization for execution. Um, because I think in the beginning we were both having trouble, um, like creating a schedule for the podcast. Yeah. And I think part of the reason how we were able to um, upload every week on Thursday is because um, we have this plan. And I think, um, like this is the part where you're kind of the leader and then I'm, I just follow with the plan and oh, okay, to, okay. to, um, for the Thursday, like, um, like, Sometimes like, I think yeah. you brought it up the Thursday schedule and then I just, um, went with it because I, I, I also like, I think, um, like it works, but if left to me, if I, if you didn't do that, then, um, I would have probably not set a super strict schedule until like we needed it, but okay. I, I like having a super strict. Okay. Hmm, this, this is weird because I like having a super strict schedule, but I like it when it's another person that sets it and I just follow with it. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. You know how, like, like there are some people who, um, let's say when they go on vacations, they like creating a whole complete schedule, but then others are just like, oh, I'll just follow someone and just we'll do whatever. Yeah. I'm definitely the follow someone and do whatever part. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, or, or I would think, or I would make an itinerary first mm -hmm. and then I just follow what I said. Because for me, I would, I'm a mix of both. So, I would like someone to create the itinerary, but I would help. I'll be adding on. I'll be editing or adding new ideas, but I'm not the main person who leads the planning for, let's say for planning a trip. But I, I get excited mm. by planning. I get excited by yeah, planning. I, I get excited by planning, but I don't always follow the plan to the full. Okay, okay. Um, I get excited by planning too, but I think I get more excited about following another person's plan for me than following my own plan for me. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. No, no, no. If it's, a, it's a, if it's a good plan, then I'm like, hey, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know that maybe it's because I don't want to let down other people, but I'm oh, okay, okay yeah. with letting down myself a little bit, even oh. though that's bad. I should I should not be letting myself down and I should be sticking to what I said, what I told myself I would do. But yeah, I'm reading your, um, your, your, your ESTJ, your, um, your friendship um, page. And it says that ex executives are strong, traditional friends who appreciate loyalty and shared values. I think I see this in you. Like the loyalty and shared value part. Wait, yeah, you are ESTJ, right? Yeah, you are ESTJ executive, but you don't see it. Or wait, or do you see it? I I see. I do see it sometimes. I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of see it, yeah. I mean, I can be because for the two tests I took, I both got EST for the first three, and then it's just either P or J that's different. Mm. Okay, but then the previous times, I always I got I went to ISTP and ENTP, and those are super different f from ESTJ. Okay, so yours was ENTJ. Mine was ENTJ, yeah. Okay, ENTJ. ENTJ. We cannot succeed unless when we choose, we choose wisely. Wait, which page are you on? Romantic relationships. Hey, wait, I haven't read this part yet. Let's let's okay. read this part. For for ENTJ, right? Yeah, ENTJ. Hmm. All right. Okay, uh, this sense of personal responsibility means that commanders put a lot of energy into their relationships and they show their creativity by always having something new on the agenda to keep things interesting, especially in the dating phase. Oh, okay, okay. At, the, at the same time, at the same time, they keep their eyes on the long term. Okay, and if they determine, 
that a relationship is heading towards a dead end, they will cut their losses and move on in what will seem to their partner an abrupt end to the attention they have been receiving. Mm. Um, yeah, I will say for romantic relationships, um, this is this is true. Like I see it because like especially the if they determine a relationship is heading towards a dead end, they will cut their losses and move on in what to what to the partner might seem an abrupt end to the attention they had been receiving. Uh, I will yeah um because I I I do be dating not dating but if I were to give somebody my romantic attention, it would be for a marriage and a long term type thing because I don't see like I don't see why anybody would try like their fullest like give give a hundred percent if um if they were not going, if they were not like looking at long-term. So when I, if I see that, like, a, or if I see qualities that I don't want in a part, in a lot, in a lifetime partner, in a lifelong partner, um, or if I see that we're not, we don't have shared values, or if we can't, if I just don't see like a future family with that person, um, oh, wow. if I realize, if I realize that yeah, during the, during the talking phase, I will cut my losses before it gets to the dating phase. Okay. Not, well, that sounds so bad, but I think it's even more <laughs> no, terrible to just go though. along with it. Like, it's yeah, terrible yeah. to go along. Like, after you form a bond from, like, long-term dating and then having to tell them, hi, uh, sorry, because we don't share this and this value, I don't want to be with you anymore. I think that's worse to do to somebody after, like, you guys have invested a lot more time in each other and a lot more, like, emotions in each other. And then to do that, I think it's better to cut losses early on. Like, even if you risk, I guess, the potential potential of not getting to know this person for long enough. But, like, part of my, my logic, I, and I know that people say, oh, you shouldn't be too logical in love or something like that. But part of my logic is, like, once you know that they don't have your shared values, like, why would you, I guess, not waste time, but, like, why would you waste time in getting to know this person romantically when you know that the shared values, when, when you know that they lack the shared values that you that I need for to sustain, like, a lifelong relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, am, I am a 20-year-old girl. And um, I do not have time on my side to waste for mm-hmm. for just getting to know people for the sake of getting to know them without like having the goal of a long term relationship at the end. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. So yeah, that that's like my reasoning for this this part. Although it seems ruthless, and I'm sorry to all the the, the boys that um <laughs> I might have ghosted or rejected. Um, you're the one who told me that you don't think marriage is um that you don't think marriage is necessary. And I didn't try to correct you. Like, if you tell me that, I'm not going to try to bring you over onto my side. I'll be like, LOL, okay. Okay. Like, it's not my fault that you don't share my values. And it's not your fault either. So I hope you're doing well. Um, I don't think they're listening to this podcast. But if they are, I hope you're doing well. And um, I hope you're you're um, having fun with your casual relationships and, mm. and your long-term dating but no goal type life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. Let's see yours. Um, let's see your <laughs> okay, executive... <I'm> reading- <laughs> I'm reading what are you reading? Okay, so I'm reading the um, the relationship part. So it says, This may sound a little stale, and indeed, executives are not spontaneous or unpredictable people, but they do very much enjoy taking their partners out and having fun. Hmm. I am. I would say I am spontaneous. Yeah, I think you like having fun. Like I, like, I think you like um, having um, something like a, brush, a breath of fresh air into a routine. Like I think you like going out and um, doing something different. Okay, how about let's move to ESTP, because I also mm. got that one. Wait, ESTP. Oh, hey, okay, I think this is more um I think this is more of um you. I think ESTP is more you than like in terms of romantic relationships. I think ESTP is more you than um than the other one. Cuz it says here it says um ESTP oh, I'm sorry, entrepreneurs may not spend a lot of time planning for someday quote, but they're enthusi- enthusi- I can't pronounce this word right now. Enthusi- enthusiasm and unpredictability and unpredictability make them thrilling dating partners. 
and that you're far from boring and your improvisational improvisational style creates a seemingly never-ending list of activities and hobbies to be involved in. Like, I think this fits you more than the other one. The other one is a little boring, but this one is a little bit more in like, like interesting and spontaneous. Okay, so let's move on to career paths. And I think this will be the last section um, before we end up this episode. Mm-hmm. So I was looking through the career path section for ESTP, which is the entrepreneur and the ESTJ, which is the executive. Executives, they say that they're more of the person who would stick to one company and they're very loyal and they like structure, organization, and they are very like the model citizen for stability. And mm-hmm. with the ESTP, which is the entrepreneurship, they say they're social social intelligence mixed with their boldness, their natural boldness and improvisational skill makes sales, business negotiations, marketing, and even acting. So any tense or competitive environment, a great fit for the ESTP. And based on reading the other sections, such as career path, friendship, and strengths and weaknesses, I would say that I'm more of an ESTP from reading the different sections. Mm. How about for ENTJ, yeah. Katie? ENTJ. Well, before we move on to ENTJ, I will say I am surprised that uh, you just said that you would not want to stick to one company forever. Because in my head, you're kind of like the, like the, find a company and then rise through the ranks type. Find a company or finance company? No, find a comp. Find a company. Like like um, you go into a company and then you like just rise through the ranks, the ranks, and then you just like kind of stay there. For oh, no. Nah. As you rise I, I feel like, to the top. I feel like I would like to move to different environments. I mean, I know a, a single company can offer different environments where I can learn, but but company culture is still the same for one company. So I'd like to experience different companies and kind of learn and add to my experience. Mm, to your collection of companies you've ever yeah. worked at. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just reading through um, the commander personality, ENTJ. Um, it makes me seem like I'm a very, very ambitious person, combining their vision, intelligence, and determination to push through ideas to completion, no matter the obstacles commanders are forced to be reckoned with. It says failure I is not an option. Yeah, but I am literally a office girl at a jewelry store. And the one reason that I'm struggling to leave it is because I am, quote, used to the people and the job. So um, maybe I'll grow into this personality type in the career path um, realm. But right now, I will say that I am intimidated by the standards that this is setting for me. We all go up or we all go down. This part, in the world of business, the sometimes overbearing level of self-confidence that commanders, especially assertive ones, which I am an assertive mm-hmm. commander, personality type, too often mishandle in their own personal relationships, is transferred, transformed into an admirable authority, keeping people in track and getting things done. Um, oh, okay. And it says, they, so the structure and order are key, which is why commanders make excellent corporate strategists and their objectivity and clarity of thought make them respected lawyers and judges and also u- university professors. Professor Katie okay, teaching econ in our last episode. <laughs> I've like, okay, I've toyed with the idea of um, just being a teacher. Mm-hmm. But honestly, um, like if we skip to the bottom paragraph, um, the part where it's like um, stagnating as low level employees will have them bouncing off the walls and deeply unhappy. I will say this is true. And this is one of the reasons why I want to leave my current job because I see like I am like an office person. So I'm like the lowest rank. And because I'm 20 and I, this company, they, they like their employees when they rise to have a lot of time in the company before they're promoted. And I can't do that because number one, I am very new. I'm 20 years old, but I see so much that the other people, like even the managers don't see. Like I want to be able to like fix our, like not fix, but improve our like marketing strategy. Um, Cause right now their only way, their only way of marketing is sending out flyers to people's homes saying that if they come into the store, they get a free earring. So we attract all these like 
people that are in it for the free stuff that come to our store and don't buy anything and we just end up giving out free things Mm -hmm. and then we just we just attract the weirdest not the weirdest but like the most um hard to deal with consumer base possible with this like oh come into the store we'll give you something free um type marketing Mm -hmm. Whereas if we moved on to like social media marketing, because we don't do any marketing on social media at all. Like our, um, the company spends a lot of money each year sending out these flyers and um, like having free earrings to give out. So like, I want, like, I want to make the suggestion that we don't do this. Like I said, it's, I said this to my manager. He told me that like, that's something that the um, owner of the company, cut out Kevin, that's something that the owner of the company has to decide and that I am just an employee at the store. So um, I should just do my job. And that made me like upset. But at the same time, I'm leaving this company soon. So leave like- it. Leave it, leave it, leave it. I know, I know. But like one day, like I'm saving, honestly, I'm saving this idea, not this idea, but this part of the conversation for when I'm like interviewing for another company and then they ask, why did you leave? And then I'll I'll tell them about all the visions I had for my current company and they didn't want to take part. They didn't want to improve is what's going on. So I'm just going to say, not say that, but like now that I've honed in on my reasoning, um, it's just... I don't know. Everything is more clear now. But yeah, I will I will agree agree with this part. Except for the part where it says crave leadership. I don't really crave leadership. I just like to provide ideas and have other people execute. Mm-hmm. And then like obviously I'll, I'll help and do things, but maybe not like crave all the leadership and all the responsibility because that's a lot. Yeah. All right. And that has been Katie and Ellie analyzing each other's personality types for 1 hour straight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um we might have to split up this episode into two parts. So um We might have a part one and a part two, but we hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about ourselves for like one hour straight and tune in next week for another episode. See you. Bye. Bye.